Today's question is, what is love? We're going to find out, and we're starting right now. Welcome to the AllOurQuestions.com podcast, where we search the internet for questions we all want answers to and answer them with real facts and scientific data. When talking about love, we first need to define what kind of love it is that we're talking about. Interpersonal love is like loving a cause or loving a pizza or loving your favorite pair of shoes, where interpersonal love refers to the love between human beings. You know, the romantic stuff that movies and fantasies are made out of. That is the love that we're talking about today. And this question of interpersonal love and what it's made of brings us to Helen Fisher. Helen is an American anthropologist and human behavior researcher, also known as the expert on the biology of love and attraction. According to Helen, love stems from three main emotions. Lust, if you watched Fifty Shades of Grey, I'm sure you're familiar with what lust is. Attraction, which determines what partners mates find attractive and pursue. And attachment, which she defines as deep feelings of union with a long-term partner. This union comes from sharing a living space, having children, and feelings of safety and security with the person that you're with. She says that romantic love begins as the beloved takes on special meaning. And then, as you focus intensely on that person, you can have all kinds of indicators of the initial stages of being in love. Warning, side effects of love include separation anxiety, possessiveness, a pounding heart, shortness of breath, increased testosterone or estrogen, and can cause the brain to release neurotransmitter hormones, dopamine and serotonin, which are the things that get released by amphetamines and can lead to increased heart rate, loss of appetite, sleep, and an intense feeling of excitement. In addition to that, the rabbit hole of love goes even deeper. In 2006, Helen's MRI research proved that two parts of the brain become active when people are in love. The first is the ventral tegmental area, or the VTA. The VTA is part of the brain's reward system and is associated with cognition, motivation, orgasm, drug addiction, and intense emotions connected to love and psychiatric disorders. The second is the caudate nucleus, which is connected to voluntary movement, learning, memory, sleep, and social behavior. All of those crazy feelings that you get when you're falling in love are starting to make sense now, right? Unfortunately, lust and attraction statistically dwindle away after one and a half to three years on average, but luckily for the lovebirds listening to this, attachment can last an entire lifetime. Helen also mentions in her book, Why Him, Why Her, that people tend to choose partners with chemical makeups that complement their own. For example, a female with high estrogen levels is more likely to be attracted to a male with high testosterone levels and vice versa. Chemically, there's also something called the major histocompatibility complex or MHC for those of us who never want to say that again. It's a set of genes that might play a role in picking partners by how they smell. People rate the body odors of people with MHC genes that are different than their own as more attractive. And according to Helen's research, psychology also plays a very important role in romantic love. We unconsciously develop a list of traits we want in an ideal partner that we construct during our childhood. That means if we like how kind-hearted our mother is and how light-hearted dad is when problems arise, we're more likely to add those to our list of traits that we look for in a partner. You'll also be delighted to know that since romantic love has a strong chemical base, you can actually hack your love to keep it hotter than burning H2. Having new experiences with your partner, like going somewhere you've never been, having dinner in a new restaurant, or just sharing a new experience of some kind increases dopamine in the brain. Any kind of touching, like holding hands, for example, can drive up oxytocin, which is also known as the hormone of love, and it's associated with the long-lasting element of love, attachment. It's also important to note that in order to make all of this love possible, you gotta love yourself. Self-love, according to psychologist and social philosopher Eric Fromm, is not to be confused with conceit or arrogance. 
Self-love is simply taking the responsibility for yourself, caring about yourself, getting to know yourself and being honest with yourself about your desires, your dreams, your strengths, your weaknesses, as well as knowing what you are willing to put up with or sacrifice for another person. In a nutshell, self-love is about making sure that you're okay and being treated fairly in life or in relationships and being willing to express your boundaries and expectations with the people that you deal with and the person that you're falling in love with. If you love yourself, you increase your chances of having a healthy and long-lasting attachment period because, according to Eric Fromm, you must first love yourself in order to truly be able to love another person. So love yourself, love others, and if you enjoyed this episode, send some love my way by letting other people know about this podcast. And just so you know, if you'd like to see the video version, you can head over to youtube.com slash allourquestions, or you can find links to the YouTube channel at allourquestions.com. And thank you so much for listening. I appreciate that you took the time out of your schedule today to listen to this episode. Thank you so much. Don't forget, you can find all our questions on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can get more answers to all our questions.